thank you, Tim, and thank you, Cassie, and a huge thank you to Hillier. This has been the most amazing gallery experience of my life. Thank you so much. All artists, I encourage you to apply here. Um, and thank everyone for being here. There's so many friendly faces and new faces, which is awesome. So this exhibit installation, Human Nature, consists of an 11-minute video and some sculptures. And I wanted, before we start, one, I really like non-traditional artist talks. So any point during this, somebody wants to like say something, hold up, signal me, or just kind of jump in and say something. Because this is really kind of just, it's me sharing this world that I've built that I really love. Um, and to start, there's the 11-minute video. And who hasn't had a chance to watch it yet that might want to watch it? Because what we can do is, it's about to start over, and do you mind if we take 11 minutes to watch it, and then I can talk about it? Okay, perfect. So, uh, just don't look at it for like another minute and a half, and it'll be over. <laughs> um, I guess while, while that's finishing up, I will say I'm a DC-based artist. I'm an interdisciplinary artist, so I do painting, performance, sculpture. I love multi-channel sound pieces. I love to build worlds and I love to really explore what it means to be human and like what this kind of weird experience we have is, please come in. <laughs> um, so human nature really looks at our relationship to nature right now. And as we're probably all aware, nature is kind of rapidly changing. Um, in many ways, it's a little bit absurd. A friend of mine sent me a photo from a Washington Post article two weeks ago, and it showed a hermit crab. And instead of a shell, the hermit crab had a little piece of pipe that it was dragging around. And now, at this point in, in the natural world, hermit crabs are using more garbage than shells as things to support them. And so I think about, like, this is kind of weird, right? Like, this is so absurd. So a big basis of all of this is kind of absurdity and finding a way to talk about it and have fun in it to better understand, relate, and hopefully heal. So this is about to end, and then we'll click on the volume and watch for 11 minutes and discuss. Thank you. Thank you all for watching. To everyone who showed up uh, before I gave, after I gave my intro, welcome and thank you so much for all being here. Um, so to, to talk about the installation today, uh, I'm going to begin with the video and then move to the sculptural pieces. Um, so the video was shot during a residency at uh, VCCA out in Amherst, Virginia. And I didn't know what I was going to do, and I just went and I kept walking through the woods, and that's what I often love to do, sorry. <laughs> um, and spending a lot of time out there and spending time in my studio, and I began, I mean, I'm always thinking about my relationship to nature, right? Like, how do I relate to the bird songs? How, how am I, like, a part of these things, but still not a part of these things? And I think a lot about as how the environment changes, we are changing, and often we might not recognize what we're looking for in nature anymore. So how I'll begin to talk about the video is it starts with me, the character, in the studio, which is either the temple of creativity or kind of observation. You're not kind of sure what's going on. And then as I move on this like somewhat predestined journey through the forest, I begin, the character begins calling out and kind of looking for familiarity to call back to them. And in many ways, I think that's mirroring like what's going on with nature. As this environment changes, 
are we going to recognize the different pieces of it? And I mentioned earlier in the talk the hermit crabs that are now carrying around garbage as like the pieces that go with them. So we have these little bits of nature that are augmenting and something doesn't quite align. And so this character moves throughout. We're not sure. It's kind of awkward. Like, should I, should I laugh at like the, the calls this person's doing out? And I want to embrace that awkwardness. I love awkwardness. Um, there's something very interesting in it for me. And so the character moves through the forest, uh, almost like classic hero journey style and finds this orb, this grapefruit in the stream. And for people who are familiar with my video work, I often use citrus fruits. I love fruit. Historically, fruit is an offering, either as a gift basket or, you know, at temples for gods. For me, I love the metaphor of the fruit because it's much like life, and it's you have to enjoy it before it rots. So you'll see there's a grapefruit here that's going to be here the duration of the exhibit, which I'm really excited about. It's doing really well so far. <laughs> um, so then you get to this kind of moment where you anticipate the climax, like, oh, there's this thing, like, you know, she's connected with her another part, like, what's up there? And it's kind of like, yeah, it's cool. But what I think is more interesting is that really awkward climb down, right? Like this anticipated like pinnacle of coming together, yin yang, like, oh, here's that thing I was looking for. And it's cool, but then you kind of just awkwardly come back down and you go back to your world. You go back to the observation. You go back to trying to understand still, like, who am I in this world right now? And that, I think, is a good transition on the sculptures with the marshmallows. So I'm not sure if everyone has had a chance to look. But both of these pieces include actual marshmallow, the campfire candy kind of foods we're familiar with. And they're both in the use of the marshmallow for each of them is in place of where the support would be. So for this chair, this is a chair from the 19th century where the cane seat has been removed. And in place, I have woven marshmallows and crystal glass beads as the support. And for the house, the watchtower is supported by jumbo marshmallows kind of densely packed together holding this up. And what I'm really interested in here is how marshmallow, most people don't know, was not originally this candy confection. It's a medicinal plant that's been used for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, it's a plant that grows in marshes, hence the name marshmallow. And if you look inside of the, the house at the wallpaper I've designed, that's actually the marshmallow flower. It's a small white trumpet flower with a purple center. And this plant has been used forever. The early Egyptians would mix it up with honey and nuts, and that would be the offering to the gods or to royalty. Um, it's still used today in uh, Chinese medicine as well as Western herbalism. So the plant, the, the Latin name for it is Althea officialis, which means the healer. It's a plant with a very wide variety of healing sources, but not many people know that because we know it as this candy form. And that happened in the 1800s when the French decided to market it as a confection. And they took out the marshmallow root that was ground up and made it kind of gummy. And instead they added gelatin. And that's what we know today. And so this plays off this idea of like, we call out to nature, but like, do we understand what nature is saying back to us? Because we're beginning to become so far removed from the essence of what the foundational supports were for our ecosystems. I think that's about it. If anyone has any questions, um, this is my co-star, the stick, uh, that I didn't talk about within the video, but the stick is kind of this fun idea of like, what is what guides you? What is this symbol that guides you on this path that you go towards? 
and it could be anything. Um, I guess I think of stick almost like a dousing rod, you know, you're drawn to water. And there's this stick that just kind of like poof, up, comes up in the studio. And that becomes my guide and my lead through the forest. Um, so this is a, maybe a silly question, maybe not. But because you talked about loving awkwardness, I'm wondering and perhaps hoping that the reason you're wearing two different socks is intentional. Or, is it? And um, not, I mean, not today, but in the, I mean, in, right, it, the, the hero's journey. I mean, you're wearing, you're wearing matching socks in the room with the bed, but then, then you're not wearing matching socks as you walk through the woods. And maybe you didn't, pa it was a residency, so maybe you didn't pack their mates. But, my mom uh, loves this question, who's right here, because my whole life, I have never worn matching socks. Today, I'm dressing up, <laughs> so I am. But I have never worn matching socks for the most part. Um, but that does play into it, right? Like, part, one of the things this video goes back to is when I was a kid, I fantasized that there was another identical me exactly around the world. And I would try to make a motion and understand like, oh, is that other Dawn doing the same thing? And I'd come up with these kind of like funny dance moves of like, of tensions between me and another. And as I get older, I'm like, oh, is that, is that like part of my inner world developing and like understanding what like emotional and psychic balance is? Um, I don't know. They're just like fun, creative things that I used to do because I would just stay in my room and make art all the time. Um, but this idea of tension. I love tension and friction in a kind of very playful way, if that answers the question. Thank you. Kind of. <laughs> When you began your journey, it looked like there were two divided roads, um, a right path and a left path. I take it that was intentional? Yeah. There's actually, there's three fields you could take. Um, I wanted to stick to like Trinity trifecta, but yes, you're correct. <clears throat> Thank you so much. I hope I can articulate this um, as intended, but I just wanted you to talk a little bit about the um, filmic um, a sense of the video because it seems very cinematic to me the way that the camera is always still and things just seems to happen just in front of our eyes so it puts us as beholders like in a very specific position so I just would like you to talk a little bit about that thank you yeah thank you for that question so I did all of this shooting in one day in the woods all by myself moving through the woods dragging a ladder setting up a tripod and running in front of it so what I captured that day is like what builds this film. Um, and it was just like, oh, okay, where might I be in the frame? How might I work through it? And I also, I wanted to make it a little ridiculous. Like where there's the, the pan of the forest scene and like the water kind of overly loud of the creek. Like that's intentional. It's these, it's these small cues I feel like we're habituated to with the glossiness of media, particularly video and photo these days. Like how do we break it down and kind of go beyond that to get whatever essence might be able to come up underneath. Um, hey, Don. Hey, Hetty. <laughs> so uh, there's a scene where you take the stick and there, it's almost like a sculptural piece in the woods with lots of sticks on top uh, and you interact with it. Do, was that, do you know if someone had made it? Do you, was it Reese? Reese Carter? I don't know who made it, but I love that piece. So. I mean, this is not a question, but I think you and Reese need to collaborate because I, when I was at VCCA, Reese was working in the woods and building these structures. And I think you guys speak it, you know, it's almost the same language and That's there might awesome. be something. She lives in Richmond. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I thought maybe you overlapped at that time, but there is something in there and I, 
I'm going to connect you guys. Yes, please do. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Great. And thank you for this piece. I have a question about the symbolic fruit, and, mm -hmm. and this is perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Who is, so you talked about how it's usually an offering, a gift. In your piece, who is the gift, who is the receiver, and who is the offer? Oh, that's such a good question. You know, when you say that, if like I had to interpret like what I see when you say that, it's like the, the symbol eight. It's like I'm not sure there really is that, particularly with the end of the movie here, because when the water, it's, it, the film is reversed, so it's plucked back out and it goes back to where it came from. And also, if you're like keened in on the audio, the bird song, the, the beginning played like regular bird song, it's reversed, so it sounds a little bit computerized. And so I think the intention is it all just flips back on itself. And I can't say that there is a giver or receiver at this point, because I think it's both. Uh, so we have the chair in the watch house. We have the chair here. Can you talk about the significance of chairs in your work? Mm. Yes. Thank you. Um, I love chairs. I love wooden chairs. And it all started right when I graduated from college. And I became obsessed with doing a piece that was just a chair looking at the wall because I was very interested in how everywhere we go, we're projecting our minds onto everything, uh, which goes back to the root of my practice, which is like cultural and personal mythology of who we are if we're not who we're told we are. And so the chair is this place to like sit and gather and like experience the world and slow down. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that's, that's a small answer to a very big question for me. I always try to understand what the chairs are. Um, they're places of pause. So at what point did you know that you needed to incorporate marshmallows into your work? So I love playing with food. I've done a lot of experimenting with both marshmallows and gummy bears. Side note, one of my favorite games as a child was Candyland, which I feel like when I say that, you can kind of see it in like the journey as quality. Um, I started experimenting with marshmallows at the beginning of COVID, and I had some actually, I built them into the shape of a ladder suspended in my studio at the time that did not have AC or heat, and they stayed for two years without changing form at all, despite like 90 degrees, 20 degrees. And I was really like, that's amazing, right? Like, this is a food we consume. Um, I just thought it'd be great to play with. You know, it's, it's an excellent medium for play. Yeah. Well, we will also allow some time at the end to enjoy the exhibition some more. You can, if you have more questions, ask Don personally. Um, but I want to thank you all for participating today in both talks, if you were here for both and either that. Um, I do want to encourage, we love getting visitor feedback, so we have some surveys up front about how your experience was, did you like it, do you want more of something else or more of anything, so just let us know your um, opinion up front with Dia. Um, thank you so much, Don. this was a wonderful thank talk. Thank you everyone for coming, thank you Cassandra, and thank you Tim.